1: you could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us. So we thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox. And want to give a shout out once again to all the listeners out there stateside and worldwide for continuing to support the show. For boosting the listens up and spread the word out there amongst all of your people out there. We appreciate y'all for continuing to support the show. Thank you all for the support worldwide and all the countries that we've mentioned previously And all the ones, of course, that we haven't mentioned quite yet. But we want to show you all some love. Thank you all for showing us love and telling your friends, your family all about it. If you love hip hop and old school music, this is the podcast here for you. So make sure you're telling all your people about us and continue to let them know you can find us wherever you can find podcasts. More than likely, you can find us right there, including even new Samsung podcasts. We put ourselves on about a month ago make sure you go check us out there as well. So the Vault Classic Music Reviews Podcast, drop in your favorite provider, more than likely we're right there. And if we aren't there, let us know and we'll make sure that we'll get there as soon as possible. As always, a reminder, you can catch us at vaultclassicpod.com, our website, that's vaultclassicpod.com. Once again, you can go there, view the back catalog, leave us a comment, a review, also a voice note. You can also go to our Buy Me A Coffee page, To support the show monetarily, leave a donation to make sure that you want to show your appreciation and also that we keep the vault open for many years to come through your financial support. That's vaultclassicpod.com. You can also find us on all the socials right there. All of our links to our social media pages are right there, so you can find us right there on the website. As we always say here on The Vault, our motto is hashtag OpenTheVault hashtag nothing but the classics or mbtc and today we're gonna go back 25 years and we're gonna go back to october 14th 1997 and we're gonna go in underground deep in the underground for all my heads who love underground hip-hop and by looking at the numbers i can tell you all definitely like real hip-hop and definitely love underground hip-hop from the most listened to episodes that are out there on my catalog so, looking at that, I know you all will like this episode. So, we're gonna go back to 1997 and on October 14th in a compilation album released by none other than the legendary Raucous Records in the original Sound Bombing album, subtitled "The Ultimate Guide to Underground Hip Hop," mixed by Evil D. Yes, the original Sound Bombing. Now, everyone knows so much about the Sound Bombing 2 album, which came out in 1999. So it has followed it almost two years later. But this was the first one that came out that started it all. And this was the compilation album that started really a run of compilation albums, which Rock has put out over the next few years. We talk about the Lyricist Lounge series, the Sound Bombing series, obviously, um, this was the start of it all. And... This followed as well, and we heard the review of it earlier this year, of Company Flow's Funk Crusher Plus, which was the first major release of Raucous Records. Raucous didn't return with this compilation that featured so much of their roster that was starting to grow. And it also featured mixing by DJ Evil D, both of the beat miners and formerly of Black Moon, and sequencing it and mixing it like a mixtape Like a classic mixtape where you would hear a DJ hosting that mixtape With his cuts and then also speaking over the mixtape as well That kind of really showed that they were staying true to the underground But a little bit more about sound bombing. One time of 69 minutes and 54 seconds Lots of producers on here Because a lot of these were 12-inch singles that were released prior to actual October of 97 But the producers on here who produced those singles, Ghetto Professionals, Dirtman, LP of Company Flow, Big Just of Company Flow, Nick Wiz, High Tech of Reflection Eternal, Rich Boogie, Sir Menelik, Chucky Madness, Sean J. Period, and DJ Spinner. Obviously this is an underground record So there were no singles that were released Commercially from this album But there were lots of songs on here That if you talk to underground rap Fans that they are very familiar with And as we said this was Basically mixed like a mixtape And Evil uh, D is the one who Mixed it and also who hosted it And you can hear him throughout The album For a good portion of the album As he transitioned from one track to the next And This was really, I guess, Rock is trying to make their move towards grabbing even more of that underground hip-hop base, and they grabbed a good portion of it with Fun Crusher Plus, and obviously we know the standing that that had with the underground hip-hop fan base and how, I guess, its legendary status it has amongst underground hip-hop fans. This was something that helped to move the needle even more. So, it's about bombing drops, And a lot of songs and artists that are on this definitely became entrenched in the underground hip hop fan base. And it was something that would help raucous within years grow into that niche of fans and help them grab a hold onto those loyal niche of fans and really sort of make a mark for themselves heading into the latter part of that century into the new millennium. So now let's go ahead and get into it. First thoughts and reflections. So getting into the raucous projects right around this time in 97 i was a sophomore in high school and a lot was going on within hip-hop during this time like you were getting into a point where and we've said it many times on this podcast and i've said it on other podcasts that you know this point like rap is sort of moving in a little bit of a funny direction because You have where on the other side Of 1996 into 97 Where rap is sort of Going into this area where You know you're getting into this Jiggy era like the quote unquote this shiny suit era like rap Commercially is starting to move In a little bit of a different direction Sort of like a battle for Commercially what rap wants to be Like is it flashy Commercial and flossing Is it sort of dope boy uh, sort of gangster is it mogul and you know I guess kingpin what is it really but it was something sort of all in between all of that then on the other side of it you really had the ones who kind of stayed true to what it is that they were they weren't really commercial but you know they kind of were really on the edges and on the fringes of what commercialism was but you know they really didn't care about being commercial either then you had the underground and so those who were in the underground wished to stay in the underground because the commercial folks were never their audience so here i am as a hip hop fan who you know i did love some commercial acts but when it came to some artists i did respect what the underground artists were attempting to do because i'm not going to lie i respected lyrics i respected bars And I found as though the underground artists were the ones who had bars and lyrics. And it felt as though they were really putting, I felt at least at the time, the time into their craft to really make sure that what they were saying made sense. And it wasn't just all, you know, glorifying commercialized things and material possessions. And that was me at like, you know, let's say 15 years old. And so you know, I was kind of—it was kind of like at that point I was trying to figure out what kind of rap fan I wanted to be. So I was really wanted to be like in, into bars and into like music that sort of met something. And so underground-wise, I really wanted to jump more into that. Like, I mean, I really wasn't a huge fan of music by Diddy, and I didn't really like music by No Limit and Master P, and I, you know, like that type of stuff I didn't really like. I did like Scarface though. You know, Wu-Tang obviously I was a big fan of during that time. I liked OC Jewels, a lot of DITC stuff. I was a fan of that stuff, but it was a confusing time during that as far as like in hip hop for me. But there was good music still being put out during that time. Now, I got introduced to Sound Bombing by obviously one of my friends at the lunch table. Like as I mentioned, my times at the lunch table in high school served as the impetus for this show. Like how I got the idea for the vault classic music reviews came from our discussions and times at the lunch table, breaking down music and talking about music and debating music from different artists. And when you sat down at that lunch table, if there was like at least six of us, maybe even seven of us, you would could sit down and honestly get, seven different palettes of music in regards to what our taste was so not all seven of us would always agree on everything that all of us would like you know so sometimes you would get some very heated debates (laughs) but when we sat down around this time when sound bombing came out like obviously the kid one of my friends who brought this around was a big underground head it was the same person that brought around fun crusher plus and had me and another dude listen to it so i get to listen to this and i'm putting it into my walkman and i'm listening to it and you know obviously one i'm kind of blown away because i remember being able to get actual mixtapes when at that time if you were getting mixtapes you had to get a hookup to get mixtapes either one you had somebody who went up to new york or philly who got one of the top DJs who were selling his mixtapes and you got them from a market from a, either one of those two places and they traveled back down and gave you a dub of them or actually gave you the mixtape itself or during this time it was really, really early if you could get the mixtapes off of the internet which I'll get into actually something which Evil D mentioned early in sound bombing in regards to two things that made me smile because it made me think about that time during the internet in regards to how hip-hop communities first started to form during that time in 1997. But as I'm listening to it, it reminds me of like, you know, okay, I'm, I've heard this type of this style of tape before and I'm listening to it and it's like, yo, first of all, number one, production's off the chain catches my ear immediately then it's like the mixing is crazy and how they go from one song to the next lyrics are sort of catching my ear too but as i get like a little bit into the playlist the more that it goes into it the more i'm just like yo i'm feeling this joint so as i'm getting into like the seventh eighth track i'm fully in So, you know, like the beginning of it, I was kind of struggling with it a little bit. And then like after a while, as I got into it, by the time I flipped the tape over and got to side two, I'm in. So at this point, I'm like, okay, bro, like, yo, I'm invested in this. Like, I need you to dub a copy of this. Let me bring a tape to school tomorrow and you dub it for me or bring it back for me on Thursday. And that's exactly what happened. So I had a copy of this and I'm playing it. And this is actually how I got introduced to most staff and Talib Kwali, the group I would eventually become to know the next year as black star. And it's also how I got introduced to reflection eternal, the group that I would know within two years that made an album that would impact my life so heavily that it's something even to this day that I regard as personally, one of my most favorite albums of all time. So, I ran into that and was so thankful to be able to get, be introduced to these artists and those albums. And it all started basically from this album, but it wasn't just that it was also being able to be introduced to artists like Shabam Sadiq and then producers like Nick Wiz and producers like Sean J period. Like the production on this was something that I'll definitely hang on to the most, but what I think I was most struck by was the fact that there was hip-hop that was out there that literally gave you that feeling of, you know, that little seedy club or hall where there was a, a stage and a microphone and you had two MCs that were a group and they were sitting there basically freestyling on a beat like when you hear a track on here with Def and Kuali rhyming and they're basically going back and forth like basically trading off four bars four bars eight bars eight bars and you're like yo shit like this actually still exists like there are people out there who still are doing hip-hop in this form I mean I kind of only thought that shit only existed really with people who were like my age in high school but no that existed with a lot of artists who were on this mixtape and for somebody like me who was interested in hip-hop who started to write rhymes and also produce my own music during that age that's what endeared me to this album more than anything else is that okay i can see with my intrigue of wanting to be a rapper and a producer seeing that this is basically the same steps that they're going through Now, obviously they have been doing it so much longer than me but i saw it and to see it and be able to be able to know that Okay, I can see basically the same struggle it is that they're going going through to, at its base, hip-hop as its essence, to be put onto tape, onto wax, and onto CD, and for it to be dope as hell, and people to respond to it. Yeah, I'm down with this. I'm definitely down with this. And when I was done, it was like, yo, okay, I want to hear more from these dudes. And when the next year came around and Lyricist Lounge Volume 1 dropped, then, yo, of course, I was like, yo, I'm all the way in. And then by the time the next year when Black Star dropped that album, I was hooked. Like, nobody could tell me anything about Raucous. And hopefully one of these days I can do a pod about the rise and fall of Raucous. Because it's a story that needs to be told. Like, I swear that a doc needs to be done about it. And all the story needs to be told, I feel. Because I feel like you sort of get half of the story, but not all of the story and I think you need to hear from all parties involved as a result of that. But to me, this was a start of a beautiful, beautiful time where you were given an alternative to all the shit that was out there in hip hop. And for those who wanted shit like this, it was a great time to be in. Highlights and lowlights. So my highlights and lowlights. We get into sound bombing, and uh, before I sort of get into this, I you know I, I kind of want to say that I'm glad that this album exists and i feel as though when i get to my wrap up i'll talk about why i'm glad this exists cuz i think that this doesn't get the due that it deserves in regards to the raucous movement because i feel as though this is overshadowed so much by its successor in sound bombing 2 but there are many gems on here that i believe that if not for this then sound bombing 2 would not be able to have the legs that it stands on today but you know nonetheless
0: my highlights and low lights. Now, before... we get into
1: any highlights i'm gonna start with my lowlights so lowlights honestly the the first third of this album for me even now it's a little tough to listen to and <laughs> let me just say like production wise like i said everything on here is cool but the flow on here from the artist. Or something that's just, it's a little tough Like, and when I mean it's a little tough It's because it's a little tough to follow And and the reason why I say that is because I'll put it in words like this Now, have you ever read a book or read an article From like an academic journal Or from like a textbook where, you know You're not too familiar with the subject Or from something that, you know It's a subject that you don't necessarily understand that well and you're trying to follow, but obviously the words and the subject matter are something that you're you're either one you don't understand or not that interested in. Well, that's really what I described like the first third of this album. Like <laughs> when you're into like tracks two through like track five, and like all respect to the MCs that are spitting on there, like Ari the Rugged Man, Indelible MCs, like Company Flow. and and Sir Menelik but like you sort of get into those songs and I'm obviously like yo the bars and everything what they're saying is probably incredible and like like a, a great amount of deal of thought but when you get into it it's just like like I can't follow with this shit like what the fuck are they talking about I just don't get it it's like am i I listening to the listening to rhymes or am i listening to like a science experiment a physics lecture or is this like a a dissertation for an english doctorate i don't know i really don't now when i was in high school i think a lot of people like fuck with this shit the underground heads and people that i knew like this but uh like yo Back then, I think I probably was a little bit more into it. Now that I'm like 40 years old, I'm like, yo, I don't. Now I know why people clown shit like this, because I don't understand what the fuck they're talking about. (laughs) Like, really. And for y'all underground heads out there, don't come for me. Do not come for me. Uh, Trust me, I respect the fact that their pen can write verses like this. So intricate. But, yo, I need to be able to follow what the fuck it is you're talking about. And sometimes when you write like that, one, it's hard for them to stay actually on beat and when they don't rhyme, it sort of throws things out of rhythm and flow for me. Just me. I, many other people may feel the same, but look, yeah, maybe that's just me. But anyway, another one is, I guess, is Show Me Your Gratitude by El Fudge. Like, I get the idea of what he was he was trying to do there. That's another one that's a little hard to 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 sort of follow along with. <laughs> so Intelligent by Sir Menelik that literally... This is another dissertation. It feels like, you know, it's I, I get what he was trying to do, but the shit doesn't work cuz so it's like, dude, enough already. Like, we get it. You're smart. All right? We get the shit. I understand who it is you're going for that you're you're that flow with those lyrics, those bars, but it's like stop it already. All right? Stop it already. But once you get past that, it's like you start to get into the ones where One, you're following. And then two, I feel like the quality definitely ups tremendously. Things really pick up for me along Arabian Nights. And when I heard Arabian Nights for the first time back then, I was blown away by that beat by Nick Wiz. That beat by Nick Wiz is ill as fuck. And then the whole flow from Shabam Sadiq was ridiculous. And the whole concept of using the Arabian Nights thing to spit over three verses and to spit flawlessly was ridiculous then you get into Fortified Live I mean another classic raucous song that at the time we didn't think it was going to be classic like it was I mean great rhyming and back and forth between Quali and Most something that they would show throughout their albums and production by High Tech and then Mr. Man on there definitely flexing as well able to go back and forth with Most and Quali Another great song on there. All right, the rugged man. Like I said on the last review, with sound bombing 2, Like sometimes it's like I can get with them, and then sometimes I can't. I think here he does an awesome job with eight off the assassin. I think the two of them killed it on this joint. The production on here by Dirt Man is just awesome, and the two of them killed it with both of their verses. And I felt like they did the job on this. Like I said, on the underground feeling on this, like two MCs on a mic, that freestyle by Most Def and Quali, like just going back and forth. Like that's the essence of what the underground is, man. With you and your homeboy in his basement or y'all sitting there in the studio or at the lunch table or on the cypher or on the football field or on the stands, like either whether somebody banging on a lunch table or your boy beatboxing, like that's the essence right there of what you're looking for in the underground and most definitely Quali doing it that don't get much better than that and one of the sleeper songs on here that most people may not talk about is that Empire Status by B1 oh wow like a song that most people considering this album and considering the other content on here may not necessarily place this as far as this belonging here and I get it. The tone of the song may not necessarily seem as though it belongs, but this is an awesome song. And this is a song that I think is definitely a sleeper. And you may kind of gloss right over it, but B1 on here definitely spits and does his thing on this joint. Um, Other ones as well. If you can hub by most death, um, just another way of most kind of sort of taking a concept in regards to uh, telling people, you know, Hey, listen, open up your ears as far as what it is that I'm saying. Does a really great job of doing that and has his whole career. Uh, Another classic joint, Universal Magnetic. (laughs) This is one of many different classic songs on this joint that, of course, we didn't know it at the time, but would do that. One of two definitely deftly produced songs by Sean J. Period on here with Fire Spit by Most Def. And then, hey, you get into What If with Spit by El Fudge featuring Mike Zoot, Shabam Sadiq, Scam, and Talib, and you get a pretty good song there. You know, I would say, hey, you know, it's not, it, is it a highlight? You know, eh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good song. It's not a low light, but, you know, it's not quite, I would say, a highlight, highlight, but it's not a bad song. But the last two songs I would say on here are songs that are definitely highlights. You get my crown, which is done by Black Attack, which is produced by Ghetto Professionals, and to finish the album off by Reflection Eternal, produced by High Tech, spit by Quali, one of the classic songs, classic rockers joints, is Two Thousand Seasons, and it's I can't think of a better way to close out an album than to use Two Thousand Seasons with that jazz sample with that piano. And to close it out, and this is also the joint where Evil D mentions as well to talk about Raucous' website, saying that the website, the address is raucous.com and talking about, hey, if you want to hear more Raucous, you can go to 88hiphop.com. For those of y'all who have been on the internet for a while and know about 88hiphop.com, yo, please raise your hand, though. I can't see y'all. Comment definitely for real, (laughs) y'all know what I'm talking about. Adahiphop.com, that is a throwback for real, man. That brought me back when I was listening to it just now, but that wraps up the album. Definitely a closeout that is strong on this album. A few lowlights here and there, but for the most part man highlights galore especially once you get to the back side of this man things are rolling once you get to the back side of this and and really you know i mean there are some things in that for those first like four to five tracks that you know you're kind of like trying to follow around with those flows and you know because of the nature of those mcs and how they spit and i i'm again i apologize to those y'all who are fans of them but i mean even y'all can even say that, you know, look, it's an acquired taste for a lot of us out there. But, you know, listen, once you get out of outside of that, you got literally a lot of heat on this joint. And as I mentioned, the Arabian Nights, the Fortified Live, the Universal Magnetics, the 2000 Seasons, the Empire Staters, you know, like these type of songs on here that eventually become like these raucous classics are... To me, will help to make the album great. I mean, honestly, this is just crazy, man. It's crazy, and even though there are some low lights on here, to me personally, and again, that's a personal opinion. To me, honestly, though, I mean, I, 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 I can't say anything differently other than the fact that you'll, to me, the highlights on here make up for the low lights, and to be able to have some classics on there to do that, yo, all good, all for real, man, all good.
0: Notable quotables.
1: So, my notable quotable actually is coming from Shabam Sadiq, Arabian Nights. And there's others on here, obviously, I could have picked. But because this is probably, I would say, my personal favorite song on the album, uh, I I love this song. And because I love the concept of the song, the beat and Shabam, I loved it. And I, I was so pumped to be able to hear more from Shabam after this. And so, I wanted to make sure that i included this on my notable quotables and it's from arabian nights and it's the first verse light over the city bright i take flight on a magic carpet visually sanding this metropolis graffiti and silly guts stupid cats and silly sluts move makers straight fakers and pickpockets people set in a ways too late for them to stop it Sheek with the star cheek navigate through city streets new jerusalem days mega nights rock like a turban tight some are tall for those who want to spa meet up with the caravan Send the voices stand at command from platfish to the Paccadilly circus we work this double edge to split the head of serpents to the finish which is my death breathe my last breath i'm on a quest for the answer to this to the feast, swallow my countenance till we cease to exist the crown jewel without possessing my art the emerald four-star general flips to art i mean it's crazy like just visually being able to see what it is that he's spitting right there you know what i'm saying uh take flight on a magic carpet visually scanning this metropolis the whole thing like you know we work this double edge to split the head of serpents i mean it's wild (laughs) it's it's crazy man he went for it all three verses in this joint i just picked that first verse because to be able to like pick that joint up after those those scratches and talk about you know bam just to lead the song off just like that and like i said there were many other verses i could have picked for that joint but to me that joint to me hit hard, especially when that beat dropped after those scratches came in, just just blew me away. Like shout out to Shabam and shout out to Nick Weirs for dropping that joint.
0: Final verdict.
1: So after looking at sound bombing, all that it has and seeing it standing where it stands at in regards to history, where it stands out with rockets and everything else. and and I mentioned this earlier. I feel as though as an album it doesn't get its due in regards to a compilation and you know how it's viewed and respected by fans of the genre and also those who love underground hip hop and who love Rawgus' label in particular because I think that Sound Bombing 2 definitely gets its praise and hype amongst the fan base because of the album that it is, who's on the album, and also because of you know some of the singles that were released from Sound Bombing 2. And to me, I think that's a little bit unfair because I think that Sound Bombing had to crawl in order for Sound Bombing 2 to walk and run. That's the way, at least, how I look at it. Like, look at this, some of the content here on Sound Bombing. Like, you wouldn't be able to get a 1999 on Sound Bombing 2 without being able to get a 2000 Seasons and Universal Magnetic and Fortified Live first. That to me, I think, sort of solidifies the legacy of Sound Bombing 1 before even necessarily Sound Bombing 2. And looking at how they laid it down by actually having it mixed and sequenced like a mixtape and having Evil D sort of go through and host it just like the way you would and how a classic mixtape would be, I mean, uh, there was no commercial success with this at all. But I think this helped to lay the foundation even further after Front Crusher Plus with the Rockets as basically as a bastion of the underground and would help to lay their success as 1998 came around where they were obviously a name for fans, not just in the underground, but by those who were sort of at the fringes in between the underground and the commercial ground that were sort of looking for a home for artists that they wanted to look for a dope new talent. So to me, I would have to say this is an essential album. I wouldn't necessarily call it a classic album, but I will say that it is an essential album. So it's a little bit of a step down. I do think that some of the lowlights on here kind of make it a step down of a classic album. I think it, uh, cl- impact wise, is it a classic impact? Yes. But I think all in all, it's an essential album. I do think that it loses a little bit of its luster from time to time. But I would have to say, all in all, I think it's an essential album. I think that it's important. In regards to what it helped Rockets set up for 1998 And how they became a viable record label That would help to carry out Through the rest of the century Into the new millennium Which by the time the new millennium came around They were definitely a viable record label That had big acts that did very very well Even commercially So essential album Soundbombing 1 The original Soundbombing That's what I say about it Yo let us know what y'all think man Hit us up Hit us in the comments on social media. Definitely reply to us. Let us know what you think about sound bombing. What's your favorite song on this album? What are your experiences from listening to it? Hit us up. Email us. Go ahead and hit us on the website. Leave us a comment. Leave us a voice note. We're definitely interested to hear what you have to say about it. Let's continue the conversation. And that is going to wrap up yet another edition of The Vault. Please make sure you are visiting us at vaultclassicpod.com. That's vaultclassicpod.com. There you can learn more about the show, check out our past episodes, join our mailing list, leave a review, or if so inclined, you can leave us a voice note. Click the blue microphone in the bottom right-hand corner to leave us a voice note to let us know what you think about the show or to just show us some love. To support the show, click the coffee cup shaded in yellow in the bottom left-hand corner to access our Buy Me A Coffee page. On Buy Me A Coffee, you can give a small monetary donation to support the show to ensure that we can keep the vault open for many years to come. You can also visit us on social media at Vault Classic Pod on IG, Twitter, and on TikTok. Also hit us on YouTube and our Facebook page. Like and follow us on social media. Subscribe to the pod and the YouTube channel. We do it here all for you. We appreciate the support. And if you have a friend, tell a friend and make sure that that friend tells a friend Always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud, but not too loud. And as we close, we like to remind everyone to dream big, because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create, motivate, and elevate, because you were never destined or created to stay stationary or ordinary in this life. And on that note, we say peace. Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and visit us at vaultclassicpod.com. That's vaultclassicpod.com.